pumpkin, pum pum pumpkin, pum pum pumpkin, cause that's my magic spell. Pum pum pumpkin, pum pum pumpkin. Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I am Patrick Dugan, your anime idiot. I'm Dana Hollander, and I'm an anime expert. I'm Brennan McCullen. I'm a filthy weeb. I won't <laughs> even say expert. I'm just a degenerate. <laughs> uh, we've known this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Today, we are talking about a show called Soul Eater. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is uh, the first show that I've had zero knowledge of it's a weird like it's popular but -hmm. it's also i think one of the more popular shows i know of that a lot of people know nothing about like you might have seen it here and there but it's not like in your face everywhere Mm -hmm. i haven't watched it since i was 13 so it it was a it was a lot for me to take in again (laughs) (laughs) it's a run back yeah, original run of the manga was 2004 to 2013, and then the anime was 2008, so, god, ten years ago. Ugh. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's weird. Alright, so yeah, what are your histories with it? Did you watch all of it? Did you see some of it? Uh, where where do you stand with this show? So, I watched uh, most of it when I was in 8th grade. Um, I think I haven't seen, like, the last ten episodes or something like that. I, for some reason, just stopped watching it. But I did really like it. My friends and I actually cosplayed from it. My first, like, real cosplay was with with a wig was the Witch Medusa. Oh. So, mm-hmm. yeah, even though I hadn't watched the whole thing, I liked Medusa enough <laughs> to cosplay her. <laughs> You're like a character with literally no redeemable qualities whatsoever. Hell yeah! <laughs> Uh, I believe I started watching it first, and I think I got through a good few episodes, but I think, I don't know if I was watching it while it was airing or not, but I remember at some point just dropping the show and just reading all of the manga, Mm. and uh, from what I hear, apparently the ending of the show was weird or bad or different. Yeah, people didn't like it. I forget what happens, but people didn't like how it played out. Yeah, because I remember reading the manga. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm not upset. I'm not crazy about it. But I wasn't. I'm not like. I also wasn't incredibly invested in this series. I enjoyed it enough to keep up with it, but I wasn't like diehard fan for it. Mm. Yeah, I remember enjoying it, and that's why we picked it. And we'll see. Looking at some of the images, <laughs> I'm remembering. <laughs> bits and pieces of like oh oh yeah i i repressed that memory <laughs> so we'll see right. yeah uh so going into this uh knowing the name only i'm going to uh completely uh make up what i think this show is going to be about oh how exciting <laughs> uh uh based off the title alone soul eater i believe this will be about a lonely demon chef who is making delicious treats out of souls and energies of different monsters that they have to fight. And I 
that sounds really good, and I very much hope it's that. I would watch that. That's, that sounds like a matchup of this and uh, Food Wars. Mm. That'd be mm-hmm. the crossover episode. Another show I know nothing about, but I hope it's that. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I'll say that. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we are going to watch the show, and we will be back with our impressions in just a moment. watched episodes uh, 1, 7, and 23 of Soul Eater, which uh, Brendan decided was a good smattering to give me a feel for the show. A and sampler uh, platter. Yeah, uh, an appetizer sampler of episodes. And yeah, I, I think I got what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. We picked it because we were talking about the episodes, uh, me and Dana, and... There's arguably, like, three main characters, kind of? Or at least three, like, prominent three protagonists. groups, yeah. Yeah. So the first three episodes are all introducing them. So each episode, like, episode one to three would have felt like a first episode with each of them. So we didn't want to just hit the first three. Because you, you wouldn't have gotten a real idea of what it's about. Uh, so instead we tried to pick the most, I guess, plot-intensive episodes. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, it was the first episode which builds you know the world and gives you an idea of who the characters are and how everything's set up. Uh, episode seven, which is the introdu- introduction of Krona, which is a very prominent character, and Medusa, and then episode twenty three, which I would personally argue is like towards the uh, season one finale. At least on Netflix, it has broken up into four parts in like a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, but episodes, honestly, 24 and 25 are, like, season one finale, and then 26, you could argue, is season two, because the storyline changes dramatically after that. So, yeah, we wanted, like, a big, action-y episode 23 to show you where it all winds up without mm-hmm. spoiling too much. Yeah, that that was a good selection. We sort of got uh, the first two episodes getting a little bit of narrative with uh maka and soul and then getting into the big fights mm-hmm. towards the end of the season yeah i part of me was a little disappointed soul's last name wasn't eater and it was just super on the nose <laughs> yeah i that wasn't my favorite i feel like they could have <laughs> they could have done anything to <laughs> make that a little more creative mm. well so episode one we start with literally just introducing Soul and Maka and kind of the world that they inhabit. I mean, it starts off describing like where they go to school and stuff, which is the Death of Weapon Meister Academy. And mm. I wrote kind of a mouthful, huh? Uh, oh, real mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the DWMA, which is kind of still not the greatest sounding acronym. The Duama. Uh, the Duma. The Duma, sure. That is a school that was started by Death himself to train Meister's... And weapons, uh, weapons are people turned into <laughs> weapons. Weapons are people too. Yeah, they have feelings and thoughts just like we do. And I was reminded of how much I like death as a character in this show. <laughs> yes, it 
caught me off guard how immediately Death was, like, the jolliest, happiest character in it. so fun. And, and I was like, whoa, that's, that's not the dark, brooding anime I was ex- expecting. Yeah. <laughs> I like his giant, chunky, square hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, like, judo chop hands. Yeah. Death chop. Uh, I wrote uh, another OP song that bops. Yeah, this one I could see the appeal of it, but it didn't necessarily grab me, at least not the way the Death Note one did. I feel like this one is much more of a traditional kind of anime opening. I mean, I guess Death Note is too, but kind of this, it definitely fits more into the genre that Soul Eater is with the cool fights and the cool angles. Yeah, one of the reasons I uh, wanted to pick the show is because it still hits a good niche of like the shonen fighting genre that mm-hmm. a lot of other series are based around and uh, Mirror. But this one is definitely a very unique style to it and looks much different. Like, immediately you can tell this is off. And, like, the first note I wrote was, uh, you see Jack the Ripper, who's got a big, like, beer gut and, like, a Speedo on. It's He's like, just oh, gross. Okay. Uh, and the moon is behind him, and it's, like, got that really creepy smile and just blood pouring out of his mouth. It's like, oh, this, this is an odd place. <laughs> no, yeah, one of my first notes is just all caps, THE MOON, <laughs> because, yeah, it is featured prominently in the first two episodes, and, uh, oh boy, that, uh, I could not live in this city if that was just hanging out, we didn't just get to Mac tonight it. of <laughs> death, just above forever. We didn't get to see much of the sun in these episodes, but the sun is the same way, I think. It's right? super angry, it's... It oh, looks no. more like the Majora's Mask moon. Yeah, this is the Majora's oh. Mask moon, and then the sun is like the sun from Mario 3, where it's in the desert and just super pissed off and then flies down at you every now and then. I I don't think I noticed it. Let me Oh, let I me don't think it was Google. in these episodes. Yeah, we might not have seen it. Um, but it is Soul just... Soul Eater Sun. <laughs> yeah, he's a... Oh, he got the... Uh, he looks smiley, but uh, I assume in action that terrifying uh, snowman carrot nose <laughs> will, uh, will do some damage it'll pierce the heavens uh yeah th- both are very prominent in any scene or background they're in it's just mm-hmm. kind of like reminding you like hey this world is weird and fucked yeah. up and people are weapons it's like oh yeah i forgot i actually really like the style of the show like the way the characters are designed and like the way they look i think it's really interesting because they all look kind of like cute like maka especially looks very cute i was thinking um the like long sleeve coat with uh what are those called at the end of the sleeves cuffs cuffs sure yeah um <laughs> and uh her gloves like it all very reminded me a lot of like early disney and like cuphead and like steamboat mm-hmm. willie like yeah so, particularly her uh, with those gloves like reminded me of that krona has um like three cuffs or something like yeah because um, in old animation, they would put gloves on characters as a way to just separate the parts that actually move to cut cost on animation. So I was mm-hmm. wondering wondering if that was just a style choice or if that was something similar they were trying to do here, like in modern day. But Could be. Think, no, Death of the Kid. Um, yeah, he doesn't have gloves. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the style and I wrote down, I think I might actually like this show because of the style and That's less cool. about yeah. the plot. Like, yeah. I'm not... yeah, I was really liking the animation in this, and just it getting pretty dark and, like, gruesome with the monsters, but still 
having very cartoony uh, moments of, like, cutting between, like, the monstrous, like, scissor demon in the beginning with uh, Death, who is, like, just a straight-up cartoon character. (laughs) He's the mayor of Townsville. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Maka and Soul are very successful students of the DWMA. They have 99 souls. They have just eaten, well, Soul has eaten his 99th soul. Um, and now they have to find a witch and eat her soul. 99 souls, but a witch ain't one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there it is. So proud of myself. Um, I also wrote, oh heck, I forgot Vic Mignogna plays Maka's dad. Yeah, that really, I watched the f- episodes 1 and 7 uh, in English and then 23 in uh, Japanese. And yeah, for, it took me a while to really recognize uh, his voice. Mm-hmm. I I recognize it instantly. <laughs> That's a fun game to play. Find Vic Mignogna <laughs> in the English dub. It's super easy with uh, English dubbing because it's the same twelve people in every show. Truly, so uh, they find Blair. Mm. I- yeah, this <laughs> this is where uh, my interest in the show immediately took a nosedive. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna say it peaked. Uh, not, not exactly. <laughs> I, we've, t- we talked about it, like, briefly, you paused here, like, halfway through the first episode, and you're like, yeah, it's kind of pervy, and I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not that kind of show, and then just watching the intro alone, where you see Blair just explode out of, like, a cabinet or something naked, I was like, oh, no, yeah, I get it now, I forgot, <laughs> like, and anytime you see the weapons, like, like in their weapon form if they ever talk they're naked but like it's usually like you know at least well above the chest and above like you don't see anything but it is like yeah i guess there are a lot of like half-dressed people in a lot of the show um i guess i, I forgot mean, at least in the episodes we watched i feel like it definitely wasn't showcased as much as it is in other anime but like there were those moments of like soul calling Maka flat-chested and like being like why why would I like her I'm so cool why would I like a flat-chested girl like that and it's just like ugh. yeah it's no. def- definitely more prominent around uh Blair and uh spirit uh Maka's dad mm-hmm. yeah, which is I was, unfortunate yeah once we get past this first episode things toned down which I appreciated but oh it was rough going there for a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm so usually with a show, you want your first episode to be the strongest to hook people in, and they're just like, what hooks people in better than boobs? And they just put, like, two-thirds of it in this episode. Yeah. I wrote, where did I write it? I think I wrote it in episode seven, but I wrote, can we get some cooler-sounding spells in here, maybe? You weren't a fan yeah. of pumpkin, 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 pumpkin canon? Or no. whatever? <laughs> I will say the pumpkin song of just saying pumpkin over and over again in the bath was uh, just delightful. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's adaptation at its best. I do love, like, her aesthetic, though. Like, the aesthetic outside of her house and, like, that it's pumpkins because Halloween is my favorite holiday and I've been feeling very autumnal lately. So <laughs> I was having a good time. Well, even in, uh, I think, episode seven, we have uh, Medusa and her shtick her theme because all the witches have like themes uh is snakes so mm-hmm. her spell is snake snake cobra cobra snake snake 
I was like, this isn't like a fighting game where you're putting in a cheat code. Like, why? <laughs> why are these spells so bad? It's just, it's just snake, snake, cobra, cobra. Yeah, it's just like that's all and it I is. Don't, I don't remember. It's the what elevator Erica witch. Says. Up, up, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> Erica says something like that too. She's the frog witch, and she says, "Oh, it's like frog, frog, like ribbit, that. ribbit." Yeah. Something yeah, like, like ribbit, croak, croak, yeah. and Could throws have been a, a tadpole at him. It's like you just threw like a one word into Google, and just everything that came back was like what the spells would be called. It's like anything associated with that animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so we're introduced to our first big titty anime babe, <laughs> titty and also bitty. we get our first nosebleed. Yeah, real quick. Which is fun. Yeah. Uh, so it, is that a thing? It is a thing. <laughs> so in tr- anime, if a boy sees a girl that he thinks is sexy he gets a nosebleed i think it's like a blood pressure joke it's because it's for boners yeah you can't show a boner so they're like well boners are filled with blood so the blood comes from somewhere else so yeah it's kind of like pressure builds up and needs an outlet gross it's it's weird okay and it's Uh, one of those tropes that's in everything like it's just ubiquitous now and it's in every anime so it's just kind of like, if it doesn't make sense, you're just going to get on board, because it's everywhere. <laughs> All right, this is the first uh, useful trope I have learned. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it as a gag on How I Met Your Mother once, and I was like, that was a funny one-off joke. I did not know that was a, a thing. It is. It is a thing in anime. Yeah, it's a way to get around the censors, and that's why there's all that tentacle stuff on the internet. Because they couldn't draw dangles. Oh my god. Hmm. So they drew tentacles instead. Lovely. Here, That's your hentai history lesson for today. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's a wrap on Brendan's hentai history corner. <laughs> Thanks uh, for the, guys. It was a good run. The, I'll see you later. Later? The okay. segment that will never return. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. I uh, so this episode features a lot of like um, blundering around, trying to fight a much more powerful being than Maka and Sol are. So Blair, Blair's the yeah. witch they're trying to defeat. It's kind of weird how they're like, oh, this is our 99 soul, and we're ready to get become like a y- super young death sight and super powerful. And then, yeah, they just spend like four attempts at fighting Blair and just not even being close to winning. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird like juxtaposition with what they were telling us. Yeah, because especially Blair didn't seem like a very formidable enemy compared mm-hmm. to, like, we see a very dangerous demon and then Blair, who is like, oh yeah, pumpkins, let me throw uh, pumpkins around. and <laughs> She's a green and, goblin. And make sex jokes. He's distracted by the titty. I mean, I get it, but like... Ugh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, my favorite part is when Maka says that she wishes all men would die. That's a good line. <laughs> it's... Because uh, the whole time Blair is like, oh, cute little scythe boy, why won't you be my weapon? This girl's so lame. Look, at she don't even got, she don't even got an A cup. <laughs> and then it's... he plays a mean trick on her. And I didn't like it. I was like, I know this is a trick, but it's so mean. <laughs> he didn't even tell her. Yeah, I always remembered it as, like, that was a plan they formed earlier. Because, like, uh, Mako was able to pick up on it so quickly. But, yeah, rewatching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess she didn't know. Like, 
I guess he needed her to be genuine to make it believable. Soul is a butthole sometimes. <laughs> I forgot that his thing is like being very focused on being very cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. He's the too cool for school uh, character. Which I do love because it's it's shown that he's just the dweebiest dweeb at every turn. <laughs> and it's great. And I mean, quote of a century, cool men don't cheat on their partners. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> real, um, really exposition heavy. And they were like, we have to show the strain on Maka and her father's relationship. At the same time, we also have to show like deal with this Blair storyline. And there's just a lot of real big uh, exposition dumps early on in the first episode. Mm-hmm. To the point where I even wrote down, uh, Lord Death actually says, As you know, which is a trope in writing called the As You Know Dave, where you just put As You Know in the front of a sentence and just unload like four pages of narration mm-hmm. to dump as much world building as you can. So it's... It's, pr- I mean, the world is crazy and weird, so I understand the need for it, but you definitely could have parsed that out a little better. But what I really enjoyed was the sort of twist at the end that uh, Blair was not a witch at <laughs> all when they defeat her, <laughs> and She's just a, a magic cat. cat. Yeah. Got juked. But I also wrote, why wouldn't a cat with magic powers be considered a witch? Yeah, yeah. what are the rules there? <laughs> What's the governing witch body that will <laughs> give the certificate? The Parliament of Witches. The Coven. Um, there you go. Yeah, she says she's got like a ridiculous amount of magical energy, but like, that's a lot. That was like a real lot. Like, more than some of the other witches we'll see in the series. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why? Yeah, why isn't she a witch? And also, they all have animal themes. So like, why isn't Blair a cat witch? Yeah, I think you're right. I'm trying to think of all the others. Like, we see later or don't see it. We won't see at all from these episodes. But yeah, I think almost all of the witches have some sort of animal theme. Well, yeah, because I mean, we have Medusa's snakes and then Medusa's Erica's snakes, frogs. frogs. There's so. a mouse and a spider one that we didn't see in these episodes. Well, there so, you yeah. go. So yeah. why isn't Blair a witch? Give me Wait, answers. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the, the mouse's spells are mouse, mouse, squeak, cheese, mouse, mouse. Uh, I can't say for sure, most likely. You're probably not far off. I remember there's, like, six of them, and they're super tiny little mouse witches, and then they combine to form one person, and Mm. there's a very prominent scene where where one of them gets killed early on, so there's only five, when they combine into one person. Uh, it's unnecessarily sexy, like, there's a lot of midriff and underboob. And uh, there's one episode where just her and Blair fight. Do you know what it's called when a bunch of rodents combine like that? The Rat King? A Voltron. Uh... <laughs> uh thank you, that's been our show. I... So now it's, uh, just, now it's just my show, because... Uh... <laughs> We've both been kicked off for terrible months. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Maka and Soul done fucked up. Don't fucked up, real bad. Don't fucked up. Um, so they had their ninety nine souls, and in order for soul to become a death scythe, which is a weapon that is used exclusively by death, they have to get a witch soul. And if they don't get a witch soul, if they mess it up, they lose all ninety nine of the souls that they got. Resets it. Resets it. So mm. that happens. 
So now a show yeah. can happen. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that was interesting rather than the typical, well, we just met, let's start this adventure for the very first time and going, okay, we we work together, we already have an established partnership, let's, oh, wait, we have to start all over. Okay, now we can start our narrative. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah, it'd be very weird if it's like, episode one, he becomes a death scythe. It's like, where do we go from here? Right. Um, but uh, it's not something we'll see, but because I read the manga, I knew um, more about it. But the you know powerful weapons that Lord Death uses are called death scythes. Scythes. Yeah. But the only two of them, like there's multiple death scythes throughout the world, only two of them are actually scythes. It's um, Maka's father mm-hmm. and Soul. Everyone else is another weapon, but they're not scythes. So I'm like, why? And, like, Maka's father is the most recent one. Like, he's the one that Death's currently using. So I'm wondering, like, why are they called that? And not just, like, death weapons or something else. Yeah. Because, like, was there an original Death Scythe? And then it was just named after that? Yeah. But if not, and it's just literally the two most recent things... And, like, some some of them are interesting. Like, some of them was, like, a staff, and, like, one of them's, like, a tonfa that turns into, like, a like a machine gun, I think, or something else. And then one dude's just straight up, like, guillotine. Like, his body turns into different parts of a guillotine. That's sick. It's like, oh, that's Ugh. weird. Um, Finally, we can start our revolution. <laughs> Yay! So, yeah, it's, that always stuck out to me. I'm like, huh. And I don't know if we ever see any two weapon people... Do they have a term? Just weapons? Uh, no, nah, they're just weapons. Yeah, the handlers are meesters. Meester, meesters. Meesters. Um, but yeah, we never see two people who are the same weapon. At least not that I'm aware of. Besides mm. uh, Sol and Maka's father. Oh, well, there's Death. We didn't see them in, in, in this episode, but Death of the Kids. Guns. True. And Wait, a- those were also people? Yes. <laughs> All the weapons are people. Okay. <laughs> so even, okay. And Black, Black Star's sword. Yeah. Also. Alright, I only saw the gun form. Yeah. We we skipped over the episodes where they got a real strong introduction, just because yeah. it'd be a little redundant, but yeah. Just, yeah. All so the weapons to, are people. <laughs> yeah, just, okay. to, just to tell you, Dukes, uh, there's Black Star and Tsubaki, and Tsubaki's like a samurai sword. Mm-hmm. And then there's Death the Kid, who is, like, Death's actual son. And he has Liz and Patty, who are his two guns. Uh, those are great gun names. <laughs> mm-hmm. They got a good uh, cowgirl aesthetic going yeah. on for him. <laughs> he, he likes symmetry. Symmetry is his big thing. There's a really funny episode where they're uh, taking an exam, and he spends the whole time writing his name in perfect, like, Times New Roman font. It's like OCD level of like yeah. ruining his life because he craves symmetry everywhere. It's so, yeah. the SpongeBob the exactly. Yep. So yeah, that was episode one. Fun times. So yeah. <laughs> Fun times so yeah. Uh, yeah. Once we got past the gross stuff, I was I was feeling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're on to episode seven. Uh, Soul and Maka are in Italy. Mm, are they? They're that they say they are. Besides the uh, few lines about pasta, I couldn't tell you this was in Italy. 
Like, but they re- say specifically that they're in Italy. They say they're in Italy. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't look like Italy. It doesn't sound like it. Like, there's no sound? way of telling. There's no way of telling it's Italy except for the line, like, hey, we're in Italy now. Um, yeah. Well, I, I guess the architecture kind of looked like it. They were talking about, like, old cathedrals and stuff. So. Yeah, gothic style. But, like, there's a confrontation with Sol and, like, some just hoodlumps, some ruffians, yeah. some upstarts. Also, I don't want to get past this point. Point. Uh, my first note was it starts as an intro for Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, where it's Soul on a motorcycle being like, <laughs> "Ah, Italy, we're gonna check out the sights, we're gonna get some food, we're gonna have an awesome time." I'm Soul. This is Maka. Welcome to Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. <laughs> They're gonna get some soul food. Uh, I also have written down, uh, but episode three is called The Perfect Boy, so we're really missing out. (laughs) I mean, he's he's perfect because of the symmetry, but he's also not because of the white stripes in his hair aren't symmetrical. Ugh, R.I.P. Poor thing. (laughs) How difficult. Um, But yeah, without that line of soul being like, ah, I love Italy, like, you wouldn't know it, because, like, they run into some guys, and they're just thugs like they just seem like thugs you would meet in like united states and like i don't know there it just there's no way of knowing this is italy and that kind of bugged me yeah well what can you do there's yeah. only so much so much an artist can do i guess i mean <laughs> uh, i don't know yeah i will give you that their accents were more new yorky than yeah italian like they, seems like they're in detroit i will point out though one guy had a sweatshirt on the head, sixty nine on it. I, you bet I, I have wrote that, written that down. down too. <laughs> I'm glad we all noticed that right away. Yeah. So, so clearly, he's the leader. Obviously, <laughs> he's the uh, boss. So, so yeah, Sol and Maka are in Italy. Sol just wants to eat some pasta, but Maka's like, "No, we have to do research." Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they are hunting the. Uh, uh, was it serial killer or just murderer Sanson J? Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of. I mean, it's, you know, not really a spoiler. You get, we got that episode seven, but like, yeah, it starts off with like uh, Jack the Ripper. Um, at the very end of the episode, you get a preview of next episode where Black Star's hunting Al Capone. Uh, oh and yeah. Then we have this episode where Maka and Sol are hunting a serial killer in Italy, and I was kind of hoping it kind of tie in with that of like. Notorious serial killers are criminals of like history, and like that's who they're hunting down for a lot of it. And but then they had to go and do their narrative and actual plot line and all that dumb stuff. Dang it! Uh, but I was kind of disappointed. It's not like uh, it's not like oh we're hunting John Wayne Gacy. It's like oh that'd be a fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> a clown villain? Who doesn't want that? I would love that. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, there. It's the guy with a bag on his head. I wrote that down. I wrote, uh, oh, where'd I write it? Chubby dude wearing a bag on his head and a knife versus Maka. Who will win? <laughs> the amazing bag man. Uh, so, so Maka and Sol are approached by some ruffians and then ruffians. they beat them up. Ruffians. And then, uh, later on, they end up in a church and they're like, this is our turf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. how does the street gang just end up with like a historic cathedral? Uh, they're, uh, they're good uh, religious boys. They, uh, they're repenting for they're their praying. past crimes of beating up children. 
Yeah, you gotta apologize and wipe the slate clean so yeah. you can do some more crime. Sure. But I know how Catholicism works. <laughs> Dirty crime boys. But then there's another child in your church, so then you gotta beat that child up, too. <laughs> right, and then you have to confess again. And... Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, so I forgot, we forgot to mention earlier in the episode, Medusa is like, ah, go, have your fill of souls. And that's kind of our introduction to Krona, but not directly. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and then, so they end up in this church, and Krona's hanging out in there, and they're like, we're gonna beat you up! And Krona's like, give us your lunch, buddy. Huh? What? <laughs> Who? Who? So, Cro- Krona is a, an oddity. It's a character. Um, I wrote down, man, I wish calling people they, them was more of a thing when this was dubbed. Because in the the subs, I believe, like, on an episode-by-episode basis, they call Krona him or her. It's it's definitely um, an issue with the English dubbing. I think because, I mean, this might just be me speculating, I think in Japanese they have more gender-neutral pronouns with the way their language is structured. Whereas in the U.S. it would have been weird. Um, I looked it up because in the manga they definitely say, like, it's... It's a point of contention where, like, no one really knows the gender of Krona. Some chapters well, they say think... him or her, some they say she or, uh I mean, I think Krona's just supposed to be genderless because yeah, they uh, were just mm-hmm. created. Like, they weren't born. Yeah, but from the creator, like, they've, uh, I forget exactly, um, but they say, yeah, it's like, they never intended to reveal the gender. Like, it's not important. Um, mm-hmm. But for the English dub, I think they... I don't know why they didn't choose just they and them ter- uh, pronouns instead. Because uh, they said, like, we, did, we specifically chose one because we didn't want to refer to a character as it or, like, thing. Yeah. Like, something so uh, dehumanizing. It's like, well, yeah, that's why we have they and them. Yeah, I wrote uh, down, yeah. I wrote, they gave Krona he, him because they expressed, they don't really express interest in Maka. I guess Krona kind of calls her pretty, but, like... yeah. Because there's, like, oh, I can't really, like, hit a girl. And then yeah. Medusa is like, no, it's cool. And Krona's like, I can do that? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I think it was whoever was uh, re- re-editing the script for the English dub saw those lines and just stuck with the uh, masculine pronouns. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was definitely dubbed in a less progressive time. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's what I mean when I say I wish that it was more... Uh, mainstream to use mm-hmm. gender neutral pronouns because it definitely wasn't when they dubbed it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Krona is supposed to be an, an enigma. enigma. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Jinx. We've been hanging out too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Maka has special eyes. <laughs> and she, My friend. And she, and she can see uh, that there are a bunch of dudes in that church surrounding a Meister and its weapon. Uh, so but. they go over to investigate, and when they get there, all the dudes are Dead. done. Oh. Yeah, because sure. there's, like, no bodies or anything, so they just, like, disappear. Well, Krona eats souls. But not right? the body. Well, yeah, but Jack the Ripper's body was gone, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, like, they were Kenshin? The, they were turning into Kenshin? Or the Kishin? evil creatures? Kishin? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird that the bodies are gone because yeah, uh, Maka points out several times throughout the fight like meesters are not supposed to be slaying humans. Like that's a forbidden rule, mm-hmm. and Corona just did that to a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Uh. So Corona is a uh, crazy, yeah, a fun a character. Uh. You. I wrote down when when um. Their sword opens its mouth, I wrote down, Duck Newton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is pretty much, this is pretty much exactly the same situation, almost. Except, so Krona, it's not super well established, I think, in this episode, or maybe I just wasn't paying good enough attention, but Mm -hmm. Krona and Ragnarok are like, they they are both Meister and Weapon combined. Yeah, it's not just uh, like Sol and Maka's relationship. It's it's this weird fusion of like intermingling yeah. of roles. Yeah, uh, so they kind of get into it, and then we also get a flash of Spirit hanging out in the school hospital, bemoaning his relationship with Maka again, and then he gets really worried about running into Stein, who I love, <laughs> and then he runs yeah. into Stein. Oops. Uh-oh, who won a twist? Dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, and also, we didn't get to see this in the episodes we watched either, but Medusa is the school nurse, Dukes. Oh, okay. I I did not know that. Yeah, but yes. people for some reason don't know that she's a witch. Oh, that's odd. <laughs> yeah, so that's why Spirit was like, Oh, Nurse Medusa, heal me with your sweet touch. Okay, I I didn't notice he said Medusa when he was like, "Ooh, give me that nurse." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's the school nurse. Yeah. Okay. Which will also give a little bit of explanation for episode twenty three when there's a fight with her. Kind yeah. of explains that they got the sordid past of you know she betrayed them and worked you know got an inside view of the school. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That. So. That checks out. Yeah. So Maka and Sol fight Krona. Krona's uh, having a good time. Krona's got black blood, which is a weapon in and of itself. Gives Krona's him a, gives him a lot hard body. On. Got that yeah. hard body. Uh. <clears throat> that hard blood. Work out. Uh, and then, uh, R.I.P. Sol. <laughs> just, just dead. Yeah. Just straight up dead. Yeah, so it gets to, like, uh, Ragnarok, uh, Krona's sword, uh, doing that lovely, like, scream attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that how? Of, of being, like, gooba gooba or whatever it was. <laughs> and Soul can't, can't cut through it or, or hit those vibrations uh, and ends up dying? It's kind of left ambiguous? Sure. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. He's the titular character and dead in uh, 20 uh, or 7 episodes in. Yeah. Yeah, so we are left with the cliffhanger of Soul maybe being cut in half. Mm-hmm. Which is I, a little I, scary. I will say, Ragnarok, when he appears, at least in the English dub, makes a lot of weird noises. Oh, yeah. Not like yeah. laughing, but just kind of like, goo goo goo. Like, yeah, that was... I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> That was it's, interesting. An interesting choice. Yeah, because it, it, at least in the manga, I don't know, maybe I just read past the, like, 
onomatopoeias and like sound effects and didn't pay attention to them but they seem at least to be a much more like ominous figure because they beat the they constantly abuse corona and just beat them up all the time yeah but in, so, in the anime it's a little more playful like yeah like, yeah it was like, like stop sibling me stop tickling me i don't like it yeah versus like in the manga it's um very clear it's like a torture tortury relationship like it's very one-sided yeah yeah uh so yeah. we make a big so, jump to episode 23 <laughs> yeah uh so where we... we actually don't get to see soul very much so dukes could assume that he yeah. is actually dead <laughs> yeah that's that's where i'm at <laughs> i since we sort of jumped i was like reading the descriptions of episodes in between to sort of not get dropped in the dark mm-hmm. but still focus on what we deem was uh right so i did see some like soul stuff still around so yeah. i i also assumed the title character didn't die immediately yeah they um, fix him back up yeah <laughs> gotta gotta go to nurse medusa yeah he turns <laughs> out okay just a big old bandage on the scythe <laughs> <laughs> So, in episode 23, we kind of get into a, a fight. Yeah, it's kind of like the climax. With the big like bads. Up to it. Yeah, so this entire episode is one big fight scene, which mm-hmm. I hear from reputation only is very common in anime. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it's interesting because like, I'm not the biggest fan of like the action genre. Like I just don't, I, it doesn't interest me. But I feel like the fights in Soul Eater are very interesting because they have a lot going on they have a lot of different powers in play kind of yeah there were a lot of levels to it especially when like each side has three or four different characters acting as like one fighter mm-hmm. so like you have uh dr stein and spirit the spirit spirit yeah uh, death scythe uh working together but as like one humanoid with a weapon it's there's like history going on and we get a flashback and there's a lot going on to it which is much more than i will show you i am stronger than you fight punch fight right Um, yeah it relies on like them bonding and working together but it's you know it's still not technically being outnumbered it's still mm -hmm. not like a two-on-one fight but there, Mm -hmm. there is a level of communication that needs to be established in order to win yeah uh, so they're fighting Medusa, uh, and then while that's going on, uh, Erica and another character who I've forgotten about and don't remember his what? name. Forgot about Free? Yeah, I did. <laughs> he, he renames himself Free after they break him out of prison because he wants to be free forever. Listen, he's a neat character, <laughs> but my god, some of the writing for him is atrocious. <laughs> Very so, yeah, clearly they... played by Travis Willingham. He is Travis Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they make mentions that he's a werewolf? Yeah, I don't remember yes. him very well. Um, So with the witches, there's a bit of, like, hierarchy in the witches' side of things. Not, like, a government, but there's definitely, like, a super badass strong witch that can just kick everyone else's shit in. And this guy, I forget exactly how, but essentially snuck in and yanked her eye out when she was asleep. And that's why his left eye is a uh, different color. And okay. for some reason, he has, like, no future tattooed on instead of an eyebrow. 
Um, Cause uh, edgy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Prison's tough. So he got that like super powerful eye from a strong witch, and that kind of gave him magical powers. Like I don't think he was necessarily magical to begin with, but given that he can now do spells, um, and I think that adds to uh, Dana what you were saying about the fight scenes. I don't know if necessarily the animation stands out for me uh, fight-wise, because I watch a ton of fighting anime because I'm a perpetual 13-year-old child. Um, <laughs> they're definitely always interesting in the series because everything's so strange. So even Blackstar, the other character we see a bit in this episode, and uh, Subaki, uh, she has multiple forms, mm-hmm. unlike a lot of the other uh, you know, soul weapons. Um, she can turn into like a kunai and chain, a sword, like a ninja star, like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, this guy's a werewolf, but can also cast spells. In an earlier episode, he's casting a projection of himself, like an illusion, while riding on a giant tadpole, because he has to keep moving. It's Sick. very silly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's always a lot of stuff going on, so it can kind of get jarring with how much is going on, but at least with, like, even Medusa, she has snakes, but they're all arrows, so it's mm-hmm. like, things are weird, but still interesting. Yeah. So it definitely yeah. keeps your attention just because of, like, what is happening right now? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Erica and Free, Free are trying to inject black blood into this sack that is kept below the school, much mm-hmm. like the Chamber of Secrets in Harry Potter. Oh. Um, uh, and this is the same black blood that's in Krona. Yeah. This yeah, is a I kept weapon. wondering what was up with this sack because it, it showed, like, prominently in the intro and there's, like allusions to it and then this is the first i see characters interacting with it yeah so he's he's like an ultimate evil entity and they're trying to keep him contained so pretty much in episode seven uh, i believe medusa talks a few times about turning crone into a kenshin or kenshi kishin kishin and that's what this is this is a kishin this is like just the super baddie evil dude that death himself had to take down using a death scythe and the only way he could contain this you know massive amount of evil energy was to trap him underneath the school and that's why death built the school on that spot is so that death is kind of locked in there in order to keep him prisoner death can't leave the school anymore and the sack that this evil being is in is his skin death flayed him alive and Uh. used his own skin to contain him and then sucked out all of his blood Uh, so that's why they're trying to give him the black blood okay that that checks out when the form starts crawling out at the end and is just that bag turning into a a, a, dude a a super ripped dude (laughs) super He's doing a lot of crunches in that bag. He's uh, still got to work on his core. He's got nothing else to do. Yeah, he's very bored. Yeah, so uh, that's going on. Uh, and I pretty much... Uh, Spirit and Stein are kind of trying to keep Medusa distracted and away from all that situation going on. Their yeah. fight's pretty cool. And uh, like you mentioned, we get a flashback of Stein bullying someone and being like i'm gonna dissect you and spirit's like how about let's not hey uh chill (laughs) and i don't remember i don't remember why i wrote it but i wrote oh stein you're so quirky and (laughs) (laughs) non-conforming i think probably because he says something along the lines of like nobody understands me and what i want to do 
Yeah, there's a specific... no one has the same interests as me. No one wants to. No one wants to let me dissect them. <laughs> there's a specific line where he says like, "There's different doctors and professors who like inspected him and tried to find like terrible childhood trauma or like a mental illness or something." He's like, "No, I just like destroying things and dissecting stuff." And it's like, "Oh, okay. Like you're not like troubled. You're just." you're just a psychopath yeah and like you're just aware and embracing it it's like okay yeah also Um, medusa medusa when trying to convince him to come back to like her side she says like don't you want to change the world to a place where evolution and progress always reign and i was like that doesn't sound bad (laughs) yeah that yeah i wrote down that this turned into just a philosophy battle where they just are like well, uh, what are the roles of gods in society to, like, prevent uh, people from letting their egos run free? And I was like, oh, this is this is pretty complex thought for uh, two people trying to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. But there was one line that immediately took me out of it, which was, I'm so bored I could piss my pants. Who says that? M- Stein says that. Because he's so tired and bored with all of society's dredge and, like, they're just conforming bullshit. He's like, I was so bored I could have pissed my pants. And then Medusa says it back to him, like, oh, you're boring me now with your fighting. I'm so bored I could piss my pants. They, like, they say it, like, two or three times. Uh, Is this the one where you watch the Japanese audio? Yeah, they don't say that in the English dub, I don't think. Oh, wait, it might have been. Yeah, because this is news to Dana and I. Yeah, I think I would have remembered something like that. (laughs) Well, there's there's a little difference in localization we just found. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that definitely made me stop and go, wait, what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they're fighting, they're fighting more, and then, oh boy. I wrote down, oh man, I thought I wouldn't have to see Blackstar. <laughs> because Blackstar and Death the Kid arrive, I also wrote down, I forgot that Death the Kid skates. Skate or die. You either skate or you die. Yeah, this was my introduction to uh, Kid Death, which I wrote down, Kid Death is Shadow the Hedgehog, where he just rolls in on a skateboard, two guns, Pinkies on the triggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. upside down. And I was like, ooh, this is anime Shadow the Hedgehog. Edge master. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was thinking that when Death Decay like kicks into the world, I was like, oh, this is Dugan's first, like, we haven't seen anything <laughs> else about him, so I'm like, ooh, this is an intro. This is yeah, one that, way to get to know a character real yeah. quick. Oh, that's a way to make an entrance, just yeah. skateboarding <laughs> through the air. Yeah. Turns into a hoverboard in the air. <laughs> Like, it's a skateboard that can turn into a hoverboard. He's got that kind of technology. I, His dad is deaf. I have a very important question. <laughs> yes. Is the oh. skateboard a dude? <laughs> <laughs> that one is not, but it is completely understandable why you would... Uh, Shocking. Okay, that is a missed opportunity. <laughs> I'll chalk it up to that. <laughs> They're actually triplets. The Thompson triplets. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the third one we just don't talk about a um, lot. So... They go in to fight Erica and Free, and they... It's at this point, it's kind of revealed that the Kishin has, like, some illusionary powers going on. Yeah. Yeah, his spirit... Or, the soul wavelength is what they Mm -hmm. always call it. um, Is so powerful and so corrupt with madness that it actually, just being around it, leaks into people around um, so in other episodes, they they have hallucinate hallucinate Jason, uh, Halluc- illusions, <laughs> and um, 
Illusions, kind of Michael. freak out a little. Illusions, Illusions Michael. <laughs> Illusions. Um, so they kind of freak out with that. So the closer they get to it, the stronger the you know freak outs become. Yeah. So Death the Kid, Black Star storms in, and Death the Kid is like. Hey, look out for the illusions. And he pretty much is like, I'm so stupid, it doesn't matter. <laughs> pretty much, Which yeah. I, that's the best thing that I remember Black Star ever doing. Yeah, I, I uh, related to that. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me you don't like blue-haired Naruto? I can't say that I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's a... Pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, so they're dealing with that. We go back to Medusa and Stein, and he's got her in like a death grip. I, so Stein's like, I don't want to say everyone has like special abilities per se, but like the thing he's really good at is he converted like soul energy into sutures and like, you know, dissecting and stitching stuff together. So when he hits her with his attack, he kind of sutures all of her nerves in her entire body except for her mouth because she still talked <laughs> uh, so she wouldn't be able to move which is pretty cool yeah because uh, spirit also is like i am focusing all my energy into this and i can't move a finger and and he's saying that and talking so i i guess that's a theme <laughs> of like uh not being able to move does not affect the mouth yeah Talking, it's like a D&D. Talking is a free action. It costs no energy. You can just do it whenever. Yeah, so they're they're doing that. Uh, I forget at one point he rips her in half, but he rips her in half. Mm-hmm. It's uh, after Black Star fucks up. Oh, yes. And the whole building starts quaking. Medusa's like, haha, we win. And then Stein cuts her in oh, half. Oh, right. She, t- she took her eyes yeah, off the prize. So, so Black Star thinks that he cut the syringe with the black blood in it in half but in reality he actually cut the sack open because he wasn't stupid enough for the illusions yeah it got so intense right as he was about to cut the syringe he actually used his energy and sixth sense is like what made him susceptible to the illusions so yeah at the last second he got caught yeah so he done done fucked up he goofed he goofed, uh, and they did it, and Medusa's excited about it, and yeah, Stein rips her in half, and then it <laughs> rains blood, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and it was, like, still the arrows raining mm-hmm. down, and it was... that. Uh, this was, like, the least colorful episode, but I think just, like, the arrow rainstorm, design-wise, brought me back in. It's pretty cool. Yeah, those are all of her, like quote snakes mm-hmm. like they never look like snakes they're always just arrows um but i think it was like, a good way of them like working around like oh we're not showing blood and like organs we're just showing a bunch of arrows mm-hmm. so they're able to get like pretty graphic with it of like just exploding out of her legs like all the blood and then as it came down it turned yeah. mm-hmm. pretty gross yeah. uh yeah and then <laughs> even grosser uh mr big bad Keishin is trying to come out of his skin sack Uh, and he's like crawling on the floor and writhing around and Erica looks pretty fucking terrified and I'm just sitting there wondering why were you in on this yeah you're this was a this was the goal that you were trying to get and you're you seem to be checking out right now yeah I watched I watched some of the next episode just because I wanted to know what he looks like when he is fully formed but I didn't get that far 
but he like opens his eyes and looks at her and just screams at her and she also screams yeah. and it's just like it's pretty horrifying it's <laughs> <laughs> a great scene so for some reason erica's not into the plan anymore (laughs) even though she's the one that put the (laughs) syringe in the skin sack hey maybe unleashing this unholy cthulhu-esque evil being upon the world was maybe a bad idea i was also thinking about i never understand uh plans like this where uh like in guardians of the galaxy where rocket raccoon is like ah what did the galaxy ever do for you like why do you want to save it and then star lord's like i'm one of the idiots that lives in it and i'm like yeah like, yeah. why do people want to destroy, <laughs> like, where they live? Yeah, without getting, like, a backup plan. Yeah, and what makes them think that the yeah. Kishin is going to be on their side? He seems pretty chaotic evil to me. <laughs> yeah, from what I remember, it's, uh, Free, I think he's just out for destruction. He's just, like, kind of, like, mindless, like, fuck up the oligarchy or whoever's ruling, like, Lord Death in his society. Um... But Erica and the little mouse witches that combine into one person are kind of just, like, the nerds of witch culture, I guess, and society. So they get picked on a lot and are just kind of, like, the joke, mm. uh, like, butt of the jokes there. Um, so Medusa sees this and it's like, oh, these are two, like, clearly emotionally broken characters I can manipulate into doing my bidding. And I think Medusa's under the impression that she could control the Kishin. It's like, yeah, he'll be on our side, like, once he gains his senses, and we'll be able to, like, take, not destroy the world, but take over it. Whereas the Kishin is just pure mad energy, and it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck yeah. everything. Yeah, so, I mean, that wasn't great. Not, no. not your best idea, Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> kind of backfired there, who would have yeah. thought? Insights 2020. Uh, so those were the three episodes we watched. Yeah. So, Dukes. How'd you like it? <laughs> uh, so, this, I will say, stylistically, I was much more into. I'll say the second one was my favorite. I was gonna say the first two, and then I remembered all that fun stuff in the uh, <laughs> first one that I hated. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I was getting into it. I'm also, like Dana, not super into extra fighting stuff so that episode 23 uh felt a little bit too long because i'm used to fight scenes being scenes not episodes mm-hmm. oh, there's <laughs> so yeah much I, have to this show is something i'll nothing. have to get used to i guess <laughs> yeah i've seen shows where one fight scene will last like five episodes but in the in the context of the world it's like three minutes <laughs> it's mind-boggling yeah, it, based on what you've seen would you watch it to see how it gets to the point that we've gotten to and beyond? I would say beyond. I I would be willing to give uh, the other episodes that introduce the other characters a shot. Uh. I would like to judge it based on that. I'm very interested in uh, my my Sonic friend or uh, my <laughs> Shadow friends uh, storyline. <laughs> so you said Sonic, and I thought of Black Star. <laughs> oh my God. Black Star is Sonic. And who's Monica? And the kid is Shadow. Tails? Amy wrote. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be willing to give it a shot. We got one! <laughs> wow, I am I'm, genuinely I mean, surprised by that. I, I, I would say it. this is more of to give it its fair shake of, uh, since we sort of cheated the system to get into a, a narrative, 
a little bit, I didn't mm-hmm. get the full experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would be willing to yeah. give it a shot, but I don't know if I would continue past that. That's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, that's you, you give it a shot. That's all we needed. Um, yeah, that's why we kind of skipped to episode seven. Because uh, 1 to 3 introduce the characters, and then 4 to 6 are kind of just, like, go, you know, episodic, like, going off on an adventure, and it's wrapped up within the next 20 minutes sort of stories. And then so is a lot of the first season, like, so we'll, we'll get, you know, bits of the overarching story with, like, Medusa and Krona and, you know, the Keishin, um throughout the first season, but bulk of the episodes are just kind of one-off adventures and then yeah towards the end of that season it delves into the heavier plot so that's why we kind of want to jump into it to like to purposely try and get your pique your interest yeah well because we knew the first few episodes wouldn't well you you did a good job with that yay (laughs) (laughs) oh then he can watch all the episodes with excalibur those are the best ones He's the worst character. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I can't wait to find out. Uh, thank you all for listening to this experiment. <laughs> this attempt. And we will be back uh, to learn to live with anime again. Oh, uh, do we want to tease our next episode Ooh. or next show? I Ooh, can. Uh, I forgot what we decided it was. Great. So next time we record, <laughs> my boyfriend will be around. My good, my good, good boy, Paul Anthony Gonzalez Jr. Good man, and he is very mm. excited to introduce Dukes to the world of Fooly Cooly. FLC. Yes. Ooh. So this one will be tough because there's only six episodes. Well, don't okay, worry about maybe, it. maybe this will be the first anime series I <laughs> ever watch in completion. <laughs> After after our episode we record, you'll be halfway through, so <laughs> it'll be easy to kill off. All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you all, and hopefully you'll join us next time on Are We There Yet? See you. Bye. Real quick, these things weren't settled when these episodes were recorded, but thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for the song Stories off the album Beats. You can find all of Louis's music at louiszong.bandcamp.com.